Give us a call for your heroes and villains this Monday morning, 13.53.53. Now, the Commonwealth Games amongst the gold medalists, uh, our netballers, the Diamonds, they've beaten Jamaica to win gold. Chris McHugh, who we had on the show last week, he and Paul Burnett, they've won gold as well in the men's beach volleyball. Uh, Cassiel Rousseau won gold in the men's 10-metre platform. And also in the women's javelin, Kelsey Lee Barber. Another gold there in the women's three-metre springboard. Madison Kenny won gold. In the cycling, the women's road race, Georgia Baker. And the Aussie women's T20 team, gold. They've beaten India in the final there. So another outstanding performance at the Commonwealth Games. Now, in the AFL yesterday, the Swans, they beat North Melbourne by 38 points at Marvel Stadium. Lance Franklin kicked four goals with his future, of course, uncertain. Something he's going to leave till the end of the season. He's got 45 goals this season, leading the Swans too. Uh, 35 years of age, still a star, no doubt about that. John Longmire after the match yesterday. Just urge everyone to enjoy Buddy and enjoy him on the field, uh, playing for the time being, deflecting questions, I guess, about his future there at the club and their host, Collingwood. Huge game at the SCG next Sunday. And the Pies have now won 11 straight after their win against Melbourne on Friday night. In other games yesterday, the Brisbane Lions beat Carlton by 33 points. Then for the Blues, Patrick Cripps looks like he's in trouble for a big hip and shoulder uh, there yesterday. And Adelaide beat the West Coast Eagles by 16 points, despite eight goals to Josh Kennedy in his final match for the Eagles before retiring. In the NRL yesterday, the Knights beat the Tigers 14-10 at Campbelltown. They led 14-0 at halftime, Newcastle, before the Tigers fought back. And the Cowboys beat the Dogs 28-14 in Bundaberg. The Dogs led that match 14-12 before North Queensland scored three tries in 12 minutes in uh, a period there in the second half to secure that win. Scott Drinkwater scored a double. Gee, he's been good this year, Drinkwater. He's a good player. Um, very dangerous with the football. It, I, they're a team that, if they get it right on the day, I, I think can challenge anyone. I like the look of their forwards. They've got plenty of depth. Ruben Cotter, what a machine he is. Oh. Unbelievable coming off the interchange bench. When Jordan McLean comes back, you know, you've got Cohen Hess there. You've got Taumalala. You've got... Uh, Nenai, you've got Cotter, you've got uh, a lot of players that can play long minutes in a forward pack that's very hard working. Uh, Griffin Neen, uh, the young Kiwi coming off the interchange, uh, interchange bench is an impact player. Um, it's got different styles, you know, they've got some ball players, they've got players that just get over that advantage line. Um, and they've got some threats out wide. So the, the Cowboys are a genuine threat this season, more than I ever thought they'd be. Uh, I was... Like most people, thought they'd finish outside the top eight and towards the bottom of the, the competition table. The Roosters are building nicely at the moment. The Roosters have got an outstanding back line, plenty of strike. If they can keep their forwards on the paddock, you wouldn't want to be playing them in the finals. The Broncos are probably the ones for mine that are a little bit iffy at this stage, and they've got to do it without Carrigan for the next three weeks. Um, I was disappointed uh, with their effort uh, on Thursday night because I thought that they would have been a bit more competitive in that game against the Roosters. The Eels, you know, I still weren't, you know, reading the reports yet, they still weren't convincing uh, on Friday night. Uh, Souths, they just blew the Warriors wide apart and the Warriors at home will be competitive, but away from home, I think it's going to be too difficult for them. Melbourne, 
just getting too many injuries. Jerome Hughes apparently left the field on the weekend. Mm. He's um, been cleared of serious damage, yeah, thankfully. Could, could miss a game or two. Um, but the Sharks, they're, they're another team that just are gritty. They do play an exciting brand of football when they get it right, the Sharks. Um, but I just don't know whether they'll, they'll, they'll be there when the whips are cracking. So it sounds like you're saying at the moment the Cowboys are clearly the second best team in your eyes? I think they are. I think they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who and would I, have predicted and, that? And I don't even think they're playing their best football at the moment either. Mm. But the last couple of weeks against, you know, well, you know, the Tigers possibly shouldn't have won that game, but they did, you know. And sometimes, you know, just finding ways to win puts you in a good position later on in the season, and in particular when you're playing finals, because you've been in that place a number of times throughout the season. And I know even uh, yesterday against the Bulldogs, the Bulldogs were up what by 10 points, but they just didn't lose sight of what they needed to do. And they didn't have panic in their football. They still played with control, and they still forced the issue by running hard, executing their skill, putting points on the board and not getting carried away and then was able to sort of sustain a level which was too good for the Dogs. Um, and again, you know, we think a second-place team playing against the Dogs should blow them away, but the Dogs are playing some really good football of late yeah. under Mick Potter. So I just like the way that they're building and I like the fact that they got strike when they need to and when they put their foot down, they, they, they can they can challenge anyone. You were off Friday. We had quite a few texts on Friday morning from people wanting to back the Roosters to win the comp. There are quite a few people smoky. And uh, there they are in eighth spot at the moment. But like you say, just with the strike that's in that side, and they've got Takiyaho and Lindsay Collins to come back as well, they are exactly the type of team you will not want to be playing. No, exactly right. And they're not going to finish top four. That's the other thing that might work against the Roosters. You know... I reckon they're a side that can win footy games, but just the way they play, I don't know whether they can win those four tough games in a row. Um, But they're an exciting footy team when they get it right. But you look at their draw towards the end of the season. They've got to get through the Cowboys. Then they've got uh, got the Tigers. Then they come up against the Storm. And then they've got the Rabbits to finish. So it's a tough finish to the year for the Roosters. And, you know, I, I don't think they'll finish in the top four. So if you don't finish the top four, you're still exerting plenty of energy because you still need to win to keep the Raiders at bay. They're only one game behind them. So th- by the time they get to the finals, they might be out of juice. But they're a team that, that if they get it right and they come in and they're fit and healthy, they could, they could beat anyone on their day. We've got Mark on the line. G'day, Mark. G'day, you know. G'day, Lozzo. How you going? Yeah, good. Thanks, Mark. How are you? Yeah, mate. Pay me respects to your uncle and family's brother. Oh, thank you very much, Mark. Ta. Yeah, it was a yeah, tough yeah. couple of weeks. Yep. Yeah, um, heroes and villains. It's got to be uh, JR. I think all that training out in that cold water with the sharks and the big surf and then 11 hours, but you crossed the English Channel and raised all that money for gotcha for life. Yeah. Twelve and a half hours swimming. Just imagine the pain. But uh, she got the job done. What about your villain, Mark? Uh, well, Ricky doesn't hold back, does he? Unfortunately, certainly doesn't. He um, yeah, he didn't miss, did he? Not one bit. Yeah. So mm. yeah, Jr. and 
is my hero, and, and Sticky, unfortunately, is the villain this week. Yeah, no, it's been the uh, most common villain this morning, no doubt about that. Good on you, Mark. Thanks for the call, mate. Uh, Tom, morning to you. Yeah, good morning. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thanks, mate. Who's your hero and villain? Oh, mate, there's only one villain. Like, Ricky Stewart, I know he's a mate of yours, Loz, but seriously, if that was any other coach, they would be gone. He gets a free ride from the media. 20 years he's been in charge as an NRL coach at four clubs for one premiership in his first year. He's, he's a sook when he loses, and it's all about passion and all the media jump on. But seriously, if that was anyone else, that'd be gone. He's a disgrace. Well, that's your opinion, and you're entitled to it. Um, I said earlier this morning, you know, he's acknowledged that he said the wrong thing, and, you know, you can't defend what he said in that platform. Um, I, I love him as a, as a, as a bloke. Uh, he's, a, he's a mate of mine, and I'll always support him. But again, he, he's done the wrong thing in this uh, time, um, and sometimes he gets very passionate about things, um, but in the heat of the moment, he said something that he'll regret and he'll say something um, into the future. But he's a, he's, a, he's a guy that rubs people up the wrong way and people either love him or hate him. I don't know whether if it was, the, if it was another coach, um, any rules would be applied differently to him. I think everyone would be sort of judging on its merits. And I think you know, we will find out over time what the, the backstory is to the issue as well, um, but you know, as I said, he's, he's regretted the fact that he, he's aired those words. Um, he got caught up in the emotion of it. He was speaking as a, a father, um, and unfortunately, um, you know, whatever the NRL um, you know, give him in terms of suspension, there'll be a lot of people that won't be happy. Um, you know, some people say he should, whatever the penalty is, it's not long enough. But what I do know with, with Ricky, uh, he's a, he's a fantastic fella. If you know him, um, he's fiercely protective of his family and his friends. Um, he'd be as disappointed as, uh, anyone that he made those comments on that platform and he can't take it back, but he's acknowledged that it's happened and he'll accept no doubt whatever punishment is handed down to him. Thanks for the call, Tom. I was going to ask your hero, but it appears you've gone. <laughs> he was certainly keen to get stuck into Ricky, which many are this morning. Uh, now, we've got Gary. G'day, Gary. Hello, mate. Laurie, I was, I was just thinking about your, your summary about the finals, and I think you absolutely nailed it. I've always said you're a good judge. And you, and you, <laughs> I'm not really. <laughs> no, no, we, we can't back winners. No, exactly right. <laughs> But I mean, I think I think I think you did set nail how how the, how the semis will unfold. You know, when when Penrith played uh, uh, Parramatta the other week in that second half, the Panthers, I said to myself, they had that set an even money chance to win this cup. Like they're even money. I think that I think that that's the right price the yeah. way they played in that second half. But you know, I wouldn't be taking even money. I just wouldn't be doing. No, I don't think you take even money. But you just look at them when they're fit and. Fresh, which I think they will be. They yeah. they just, I don't know. They're just in sync. They all know what each other's doing, yeah. and they just look like a footy team that, when the big games are roll, roll around, they'll be ready to go. And and they play for eighty minutes, and they strangle you. They're they're a very very good team. I just want to say something about Parramatta, Laurie. Yep. In that game, I think 
I like Parramatta. I like the coach and whatnot, but I didn't understand why the manager was shopping him around. I'm a little bit dirty on that, you know, upset maybe the word is. But I'll say, I wanted to say this. I want to like to give them a tip. Parramatta, in the second half, they must start with the starting pack because the opposition kind of, kind of get, get on top in yep. the second half, that first 10 minutes. They've got to start with the, the starting pack. And I think they're a chance to be there in October. I, I like Parramatta. I like Parramatta. I've said all along, I like Parramatta too because they've beaten Penrith and they've beaten the Melbourne Storm. But for me, it's about the way they play their footy. And and I like when they play that powerful game. And I'm not going to disagree with you in terms of starting that, that, that starting front row in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting, you know, Paulo and, and Campbell Gillard because you, you, you're right. I think they need to be aggressive to start the second half. Um, but when they power through the middle and they play off the back of offloads, I I just think that suits their their style a lot more than this set up plays and try and beat people down the edge with skill. I I, I think it's more about power, power running, create offloads, and then just play off the back of that. And I think Parramatta, they're a very good footy team. Again, you know, I, th- I think you're going to have to finish in the top four. Not impossible if you finish outside the top four, but I still think that they're a chance if they can get into that top four. On the text line, Hero Australian Bloodstock have had a gazillion winners over the past few days, including hurdlers in Melbourne and Group Ones in Germany overnight. Yes, they've won uh, the German Oaks overnight. Karen McAvoy in the saddle. Toscana Rose, I think. Toscana Bell. I'll just have to check the name of that horse, but they've had a winner there overnight. And uh, then Mitch from Tenworth goes on to say, Villa Michael Clark, fancy having the temerity to have a coffee with a woman in Paris. Shame, Clarky, shame. Well, he's having, from what I saw, was a, a champagne in front of the Eiffel Tower and it didn't show any company that was with him. Not sure who's taking the photo, Loz, but uh, well, you, you can ask Pup that question next week. I'll ask him yeah. when he comes back on Monday. Well, we assume he's back on Monday. And we think he's having a great time overseas. And we're just jealous that we couldn't be there. But I'm sure we'll get all the stories about what's happened over there and what's happening in his life. We'll find out a bit more. Quite envious. Uh, Guys, slightly against the grain. I've had a support role previously with a number of different NRL teams. And by a long, long margin, Ricky is the nicest, most genuine bloke. Made me feel a part of the group and took the effort to get to know me. Really good bloke from my small sample. No name to that one, but uh, amidst all the the uh, criticism Ricky Stewart's copying this morning, uh, just uh, another opinion there from someone else. Lads, think you missed Aaron Wilson. Back-to-back gold medals in the men's singles lawn bowls. Do yourself a fa- favour and go and watch his celebration. He got the gear off again. Got the rig out. Aaron Disco Wilson. No, loved it. Certainly managed, uh, mentioned that earlier. Uh, boys, have they got the odds the wrong way around? Para $2.35, Souths $1.60. I did see this and thought probably the same thing. South, should they be a $1.62 favourites against Parramatta this week who are $2.30? Gee, I'll tell you what, that does look attractive for Para. Oh, jeez, I reckon there's some hard games this weekend. I, I think they're real toss of the coin jobs. Well, I, w- I would have thought that's got to be closer to a pick. $1.90 each, but... Yeah, two thirty. I, I, That'll tighten up between now and well, the game, won't it? I think so. I, I'm almost certain mm. that it will, unless there's some injury news. I'm not across. But what about the Cowboys? They're outsiders against the Roosters. 
Has the market got that wrong? Well, you look at the ladder and you think so, but who are you going to tip in that game on face value? It's in Sydney? Yeah, I think Cowboys. Oh, okay. There you go. You better have a bet then. I think the Cowboys. Uh, uh, you know, you'll have to see what teams and who's in doubt and, and that type of stuff. But sitting here right now, uh, the Roosters were good. But the Cowboys are just, I don't know, there's something about the Cowboys at the moment. But it starts on Thursday night with a storm in Penrith at Penrith Stadium. That's going to be a, a massive contest. And I think the Storm will have to win that if they play top four because mm. their run home is not great. Looks like Jerome Hughes won't be there. Um, Fisher Harris, if he pleads guilty, uh, won't be there. You know, no Luai, no Nathan Cleary. So this is going to be a tough game as well. Uh, we're watching Nick Kyrgios here in the studio in the final of the ATP event in Washington, and he is closing in on victory against Nishioka. He's up a set and 4-3, but up a break. So he's serving 30 lobbies up as well. So to go 5-3 up in this set and closing in on victory. Anthony's on the line. G'day, Anthony. Hey, top of the line there, guys. You too, mate. You got a hero and villain? Uh, my hero is undoubtedly Ricky Stewart for having the... Uh, can I say balls on radio? Uh, just once. Okay. For, for having that start, to tell us what he really thinks, regardless of the consequences. And my uh, villain is the poor old Raiders for playing like a bunch of weak gutted dogs in a game they had to win. I, I dare say that was a fair contributed to the outburst lots was the fact that his team just put in, well, they were very badly outplayed, let's face it, on Saturday night against a very good side, Penrith, but that mm. was a game, and considering the recent history between those two clubs as well, that he would have had high hopes for. Yeah, I think any time you're taking on a team that you've got great respect for, but also there's a bit of rivalry there, you want to play well, and obviously the, the Raiders didn't do that, but... You know, Penrith were a very, very good side, and I wasn't expecting that performance. I was quite excited because I, I thought that the Raiders would win that game with no Luai and Cleary, and then uh, you know, see uh, on the on the day of the game that the kickout's not playing, and I don't know, I, I don't know whether they thought they were in a false sense of security, they just thought they were going to turn up and get the job done. You know, there's a good crowd there supporting them, but Penrith are a tough footy team, and the Raiders now will have to win every game going forward um, to play in the finals. Um, and if they can do that, uh, they deserve to be there. But uh, Penrith on the weekend were just way too good. I think it frustrated everyone. Um, uh, but you know, at the end of the day, Penrith walk away with the two points. The Raiders are now in ninth position and are battle, uh, battling for their season. Good on you, Anthony. Thanks for the call on the text line. Morning, lads. Hero Niso, my flog of an apprentice for winning the Oztag Championship in Cops over the weekend. All is forgiven, mate. Villain, my Raiders. Penrith are allowed to dominate that game for 75 minutes on Sunday in what is essentially the start of the Raiders' finals campaign. She's Kieran from Canberra sending that one through. Gents, my heroes are the Malta Tag 40s teammates who played for their country and heritage all weekend up at the World Series of Oztag in Coffs. My villain is sticky. All good to have those thoughts, but making them public is not on, says 
Josh the Bricky sending that one through. Now, there was a text here earlier as well, Loz. Oh, I've got to read this one out first. Hero, Dragons coach slash aged care facility manager, Anthony Griffin. Outstanding service to aged care. Albo could learn off this guy. No name to that one. Uh, Hero Laurie Daly for taking the time to speak to some of the under-13 Wagga Brothers boys as they went on to win their division in June in the June knockout. Cheers, Bobcat Matt sending that one through. Now, Wagga Brothers, they were a fierce rival to the June Diesels as well, aren't they? So th- there you are. They were. The great Crossing. Paul Kelly used to play for the Wagga Brothers as well. So I... Crossed enemy lines. Uh, I tell you what, they were a good bunch of kids. Yeah. Good bunch of kids. And the mums and dads were, were awesome. They were having a good time. And they all enjoyed the fact that it was um, raining. It was cold. The grounds were muddy. And yet the kids were still able to play. And I think the kids really enjoyed it as well because they don't get to play in these type of conditions. Mm. You know, years ago you would, but these days they usually cancel uh, games of football. But there was, I think, 130, 140 teams. Uh, it's a great weekend, uh, very well supported. They do a great job, uh, June in hosting it and running it. And everyone that turns up, they do it because they want to support their kids. And they take them, they bring them far and wide. And again, you know, ordinary conditions... Um, but the, the the parents would be congratulated for taking the kids and letting them play the sport they love, but uh, supporting the town. And it was good to see a number of people there playing rugby league. It's a fantastic carnival, and it's been around for 80-odd years. And, yeah, it's it's the longest and oldest football carnival in rugby league in Australia. Surely there would have been a lot of billeting going on then. Oh, in the old days, teams. in the old days. Yeah, mm. there was a lot of billeting. I don't know whether you can still bill it yeah, anymore. Yeah, not sure. I don't know. I don't think mm. you can. Nick Kyrgios, he's won a title over there at Washington. And, uh, well, that's his first final, of course, since he made the Wimbledon final only recently. Flushing Meadows not too far away for the US Open. And he's beaten Nishioka, the Japanese player, 6-4-6-3. I believe it was there in the end. Yep, 6-4-6-3. So Nick Kyrgios... Another title there and a lot of uh, love here for JR for swimming the English Channel as well. Morning, boys. I'm the gentleman that rang up prior to Jamie heading over to the swim, to the English Channel, and poured my heart out about mental health and losing my wife. On Saturday for 12 and a half hours, I tracked Jamie's progress, and the moment I knew she completed the swim, the tears just rolled down my face. I know my late wife was with her for the journey and helped Jamie to the end. Jamie is not just a hero, but an amazing human being as well. Congratulations, JR. Uh, thank you for that text and, and really well said as well. Um, now, coming up, Phil Moss shortly and in the Premier League overnight, Leicester and Brentford finished 2-2. Brighton beat Manchester United at Old Trafford 2-1. And Manchester City went to London and beat West Ham 2-0. Now, about this story I saw over the weekend as well, or have I just lost it here, in regards to a player that had to miss his own wedding and sent his brother because he signed with a Swedish club and uh, the Swedish club wanted him over there. So the wedding went ahead and he just sent his brother in his place. So instead of calling the wedding off, the brother stood in his place so his wife and family and friends could still celebrate the wedding. He had to take off, go over to Sweden. So he wasn't there for his own he wedding. He wasn't there for his own wedding. Sent his brother. 
So he sent his own brother to the wedding. Yep. Rightio. Rightio. <laughs> Let me just process this. So when they sign the marriage certificate, <laughs> who does the signing? <laughs> I, I'm just going by this report here. So he's gone and signed. He's, a, he's from Sierra Leone. Right. He's signed with Swedish side Malmo. Yep. And uh, this has come after he's had a spell in China. So he's obviously been... Uh, you know, probably looking for this contract. He's 27 years of age, so he's been snapped up and the club wanted him there. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> what he's done is... he's But what he's done... Mm. Okay, I see what he's done here. So they've taken the wedding photos before he had to go. So he's done the wedding photos So he's got the wedding photos, wife. right, but the marriage still went ahead. The The... Yeah, the service still went ahead. Well, why would you go ahead with the service? Wouldn't you just say it's a celebration and we'll have a quick service when everyone comes back? But we're just going to celebrate the fact my brother's going to stand in for me. Look, there's a lot of Do you of want your brother to stand in for you? I'd rather my brother, if I had a brother, than my mate. <laughs> I think I'd be more trusting of my brother than my mates. <laughs> A lot of questions to ask. You. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> what would you do, Mossy? What did you mean? <laughs> I go straight to who kisses the bride. <laughs> well, would you have your brother stand in, or would you get a mate to stand in? <laughs> oh my goodness, Loz, that's impossible. <laughs> I'm thinking, brother. <laughs> well, put it this way: you know, back in our day, yeah. The wedding gets called off. Yeah, that's exactly right. It gets uh, gets postponed, not called off. Mm. Um, push back. You know, football comes first. Doesn't it? <laughs> well, there was no pushback here. Face <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm sure he's gone through a divorce. Wedding, wedding gets pushed back. Oh dear! I actually changed my original one. I had to change the date three times because of football. Did you? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, you're a good man, Mossy, for doing that. How did the wife well, handle it? Apparently, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was a good player, but I wasn't a good man, apparently. Oh, that's funny. Now, what have you made of the EPL, mate? Opening round. Just great. Great to see it back, Loz. Um, obviously, I was uh, I was in transit coming back from uh, my holiday over the weekend, so I didn't get a chance to see too many games in their entirety, but the highlights were fantastic. High quality. Um, as I said to you last week, you know, it usually takes the first sort of four, four or five rounds for teams to really settle into their rhythm. But you can see signs early on of, of who's on and who's who's not. And uh, who's not Manchester United. And I know Mido will uh, rub his hands together with glee over this, but um, they they were horrible uh, from what I saw. And the goals that they conceded at home um, to Brighton. Um, uh, Gross with two for, for Brighton, 30th and 39th minute. The defending was just shocking. And I know Ten Hag came out after the game, so I'm not going to blame my, my back four. But ultimately, your back four has got a job to do inside the box. And they were all at sea. So not good signs there. Ronaldo on the bench. Um, you know, a couple of um, gestures for the cameras, I suppose, from the bench from Ronaldo trying to lift his team. But ultimately, what's gone on in pre-season is what's... Uh, you know, that, that's uh, actions speak louder than words and the mess around him in pre-season is not what Ten Hag needs uh, as he tries to rebuild the club. Do we just assume that Ronaldo just isn't fit enough? Well, it, that, yes, that, yeah. that's, you can certainly point to that, Loz, but why? Why is he not fit enough? The reason he's not fit enough is because he wasn't involved in pre-season. 
Um, and, you know, he's saying personal reasons or family reasons. We don't know the truth behind that and, and how serious they were or whether it was, in fact, family reasons. I don't want to cast aspersions. But ultimately, as a professional footballer, you've got a, a club who's doing their pre-season. They're on tour, getting ready for the season. He wasn't part of it because um, of those reasons. And, and then the headlines were only morning out. Um, ultimately, it's just got to be sorted out one way or another. What did you make of some of the big guns, other big guns in regards to, well, certainly Manchester City's new signing, Hurling Haaland, made his presence felt this morning. Liverpool had to come from behind twice against Fulham at Craven Cottage. Tottenham, a big win over Southampton. And Chelsea getting the points at Goodison Park against Everton. Yeah, that's right. Some uh, some expected results there, some unexpected results. Certainly Liverpool uh, weren't good enough. I, that was the one game I did watch in full Um at the airport, waiting, waiting to board, and um, that was um, they, they weren't good enough. The attitude wasn't good enough. Klopp was grumpy after the game uh, around exactly that, their attitude and their application. Um, but uh, great to see Nunes get off the score sheet, and of course uh, that man Mo Salah. I don't think he's not scored on opening day um, in his time at Liverpool. So that was a actually I think that's the first time he hasn't scored a brace on the opening day of the season. Mo Salah, he scored one. Um, and set one up for for Nunes, but um, yeah, ultimately not good enough uh, in that uh, in that game, Liverpool. But um, Man City, I, I told you, Mido, I told you to take uh, Arlen time to settle in the Premier League, didn't I? Oh, it's <laughs> taken him all of the, what three seconds. Oh, it's, it's amazing, mm. you know, headlines around preseason form and stuff like that. But no, he was uh, he was sensational. I, st- I still stand by what I said. I'm, I'm tipping Liverpool for the title off the back of the fact I think they've got more goal scorers than Man City have got. Um, but Arlen certainly was uh, irrepressible on, on day one. Uh, scored from the penalty spot after earning the penalty in the 36th minute, then another one in the 65th minute. And if you look for little signs, he's only the second player to score a brace on debut for Man City. The other player, Sergio Aguero. Jeez. So uh, there, there's a little sign for you on uh, his start to... Like in a Man City shirt. Chelsea um, did what they had to do against Everton. I thought Everton were going to get the upset there. And um, and they came close on, on uh, occasions. Jorginho with a 45th uh, plus nine, actually. So it was, that was 54th minute, a lot of injury time in the first half from the penalty spot. Arsenal off to a good start, 2-0 over Crystal Palace. Um, but Spurs were the big talking point. And you, you, you touched on it last week, Mido. Um, a lot of money behind them um, to go really well under uh, Antonio Conte this season. They got off to a 4-1 uh, belting start against Southampton. Um, the only surprise in that game, they scored four goals and Kane and Son weren't among the goal scorers, but they did play. So uh, good to see the goals shared about there at Spurs. Good start for Leeds too, defeating Wolverhampton. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, I was critical of them last week. I wasn't impressed Overly impressed with them uh, during their pre-season tour, but uh, off to a good start. And that's always important was for confidence. You know, winning breeds confidence and becomes a habit, of course. So if they can get themselves off to a good start, that's certainly going to help at the back end of the season. But um, long, long way to go. I see over in League One in France as well, Lionel Messi, uh, part of PSG's 5-0 win over Clermont and just a lazy bicycle kick. Mate, it was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. If, if you haven't seen it, get on YouTube and have a look. It's, uh, you know, just when you think you might be starting to slow down a bit, he produces a moment of magic like that. But Neymar was unbelievable in this game. Um, scored some goals and um, he just uh, electrifying. They had no Mbappe in that game, but uh, 
still uh, still notched up five. But yeah, Messi with the uh, he brought the ball down on his chest, and uh, in the same action, same motion, bicycle kick over the goalkeeper from all of I don't know eight yards. Um, so to keep, get it up and down and keep it below the crossbar from that distance when you're off balance, uh, quite remarkable. I see Celtic another win on the weekend. Yeah, and off uh, to two from two, Loz, uh, which is great. Aaron Moy has featured in both those two games, so that's good news for the Socceroos uh, leading into the pointy end of the preparation for the World Cup. Um, so things going nicely uh, nicely there as well. Back home and uh, your old club, the Central Coast Mariners, are getting a good one back. Denny Vukovic, who's been battling to get some game time over there in the Netherlands, back at the Mariners. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I was with Arnie, uh, as you know, when we were away and um, when the news came through, I think it was on Friday, um, that Booker was coming back to the Mariners. He was delighted because uh, he knows how important it is that you know players in contention for the World Cup are, uh, are getting game time regularly. And I think the A-League will have, uh, I think it's around about six games before it goes into the, the break for the World Cup. So that's good, good momentum for, for Booker. Um, who's been putting pressure on Matty Ryan, of course. You've got Andrew Redmayne at Sydney. Um, you know, there's, there's going to be a few keepers putting some pressure on for spots on the plane. Um, but I think that's a huge signing for the Mariners. Uh, I was at the Mariners when Booker left to go to Turkey um, and hence started his overseas journey before he came back for a stint at Sydney FC. But um, great guy. Um, really resonates with the, the supporters up there, the community on the Central Coast. And I think that's a, that's a marquee signing for, for the Mariners, which I think is fantastic. Did you have that beautiful red eye flight home from Bali? Did you, Mate, Mossy? I was absolutely nowhere yesterday. Um, landed at I don't know six thirty yesterday morning. Oh, it's the worst. A wink on the plane. <laughs> it's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> Mate, I was jet lagged. What you wouldn't believe yesterday. Mm. But uh, I'm back this morning, mate. Back, yeah. back to work tomorrow morning. So no sympathy for you people who've been sunning yourselves and. Like M. Clark, we're giving him no sympathy next Monday. Oh, mate, no matter where he goes, he's a headline. He's a walking headline. <laughs> he's getting snapped and crossing a road in France or something like that. And he's on Packers <laughs> boat one day. Seriously. Yeah, what a life. Uh, good uh, on you, Mossy. No, I do have to say before I go, I did go looking for a bin tang. Oh, yes. Box. How did you go? Did you get me one? I couldn't find one small enough. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Well, that's good, Mossy. You know I like wearing small ones. (laughs) Oh, mate, you don't want these ones. These were for toddlers. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, you, Mossy. Anyway, listen, I'll see you boys on Wednesday morning. Yes. I'll sit with you for three hours. Look forward to having you in the studio. Yeah, it'll be good fun. Good Good on on you, mate. See you guys. Morning, Dave Stanley. Good morning, Laurie Daly. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm very well. Just a quick one for you. Yes. We were talking about this uh, athlete from Sierra, Sierra Leone. Yeah, yeah. Who had to go away and take up a contract with his team. So he had to um, go ahead with his nuptials and he got his brother to stand in for him. And we're just wondering would you have your brother stand in for you if you had a brother? Or would you get your best mate or one of your mates to stand Why in? Why not? Well, it hmm. depends. What would you like? It, it, who would you prefer? He'd be on a good quid, wouldn't he? So he would have had to. Uh, yes, he yeah. had to go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, I but think they, they wanted the, the wedding to go ahead. Right. Okay. So, well, the, so the wedding went ahead, but he needed someone to stand in for him. Uh, so my question to you is: right. Who would I have? Yeah, who would you have? Probably Marlo, to be honest. Just let Marlo. Marlo's Just Marlo. Well, who else? <coughs> who else? 
<laughs> what, you want to jump in? I'll jump in. <laughs> jump in, Loz. If I was asked, imagine, I'd be honoured. There you go. Imagine you going home telling Michelle, hey, I've <laughs> just, just got to fill in. <laughs> I've just got to fill in here. Fair I've dink. got the late call up off the bench. Yeah, look. Stanley needs me. Just this Saturday. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I go to that lunch. Got to just stand in for all yeah, just, got to, just got to stand in. <laughs> what would she say, Loz? Uh, You're an idiot. Yeah, She'd geez. probably say, can she take you? <laughs> I'll pack the bag. How, how was the weekend, uh, Loz? I know you were obviously down south, mate, um, and good to get home. It was good, Dave. I mean, not for the right circumstances, but um, it was good to get home and catch up with a lot of people. Um, obviously, it was a sad day on Friday uh, because of the passing of my best fr- uh, best fr- mate's father, uh, who yeah, no, was such a legend of the town, and he was great mates with my dad as well. Um, but it was, yeah, it was good. We, we celebrated his life in the best possible fashion and it was a wonderful celebration of his life. So it was, it was good to get back there, mate, and see a lot of people that I haven't seen for a while. Well said, mate. Did you find a winner? Because I know you were on the, <sighs> the chat tour Saturday. Yes. No, searching, no, searching. No, I, I, I couldn't get one. But you know when, you know, you put money together, you know, yep. you're with the group. So let's throw in 50 each and away we go. And then blokes were betting on the side. No, that's the blokes oh, no, that were betting on that. the side were winning. were winning. Yeah, that's annoying. And that annoyed yeah, me. Yeah, I was exactly. betting on the side too. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but you weren't winning but on I the side. But I wasn't winning. Jeez, no. I dirty. So you called them out. Oh, 100% Even though I you did. were doing it as well. Oh, I got one of them. Oh. And I, I didn't feel bad. When I woke up, I thought the next day I felt bad because he won. And I said, in the jar. <laughs> and he succumbed. <laughs> he, he, no, he put it in the jar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He oh. put it in the jar and then I got... A bit embarrassed. What about yourself, yeah, Mido? For five seconds. <laughs> disgraceful. We gave it back to him. Loz, have you, have you found out what Mido was up to on the weekend? I always like just Ooh, checking in with yes. Mido now on a Monday just to see. Well, I know he went to the know. rugby on Saturday. And then there was a reunion. No. Yeah. Oh, right. Off that. Ended up on the harbour on Saturday night, actually, with a good crew. So On the harbour on a cruise? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, Clarky. Yeah, <laughs> suck on you, Michael. Hey. <laughs> Have Any you, DMs? <laughs> DMs? Have you spotted him? Michael? No, no yes. I don't know I where he kidding. is. I'm not Michael. Uh, we've spotted Michael this morning on Instagram. Uh, hang on, what's happened this morning? Lord. Have you got your phone with you? I've got my phone. This is exciting. Yep. I actually haven't checked. So yep. hang on. Is this another revelation? Because yes. I saw him. Revelation. He's, oh. he's in France. We know that. We know he's in France. Mm. And he's sitting um, in front of the Eiffel, Eiffel Tower. Tower. He's always Last got that bloody champagne. backpack. Mm. I reckon that backpack would be worth more than a month's salary. <laughs> Probably. Um, he's just always got it. Sunday fun day. Yes. Yep. He's sitting there right. on his own. Oh, he's, well, he'd be by himself, would he? Oh, yeah. I could see him just going places by himself, and he's on the champagne. Yes. And... Is there two glasses in that photo, or um, just the one? There is two glasses. There is very two observant glasses. from you. Ah, right. Detective Lowe. There's another glass in front of the... It's all very cryptic, isn't it? Mm, it is. I wonder if... I wonder There'll if, be an interrogation know, on Monday, you know. Uh, yeah, there Next should Monday. be. But I wonder if two boys, um, you know, about these posts, and you see it from, you know, Michael and, and other, because he's a celebrity. I mean, mm. you're a celebrity, Loz, you know, and you are Mido too. But do you, <laughs> the effort that goes into these posts, like, mm. do you think it's all tactical? Like, yeah. is it all just cryptic, you know? He's just trying to... Yeah, I think it is tactical, this one. So we've, we've established... <laughs> We've established there's two glasses, and he's yeah. got the backpack there. Are you sure there's two glasses? Right. Oh, there yeah. is yes, two glasses. there is two glasses. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. 
right? Yeah. I mean, he could have picked a better... I mean, that turf, I'd be getting onto the council in Paris. That looks awful, <laughs> that turf. Yeah. It's all dirt. I mean, that looks that looks woeful. Actually, he could have picked a better spot. Yeah, and look, there's a bit of, it looks like there's a bit of garbage on the ground there too. I mean, I don't know. He's, he's, under he's sitting tree. under a tree on a top. He's, he's under a tree. And he's got a white towel. I mean, <laughs> why would you be going... I mean, there's questions there. Questions. Doing questions. in the previous photo. Anyway, that needs an investigation. Yeah. As well, well, the previous photo is in a spa, and he's obviously just... Maybe he's channeling his inner... Because he was a, wasn't he an electrician back in the day? Didn't he do an apprenticeship or something? He might be just looking at that light going, gee, you know, that's a... That's apprenticeship? A bit of, bit of no, work, he was never no. an electrician, no. Nah. I thought he was. Not that All I'm right, boys. Uh, I've got to give a winner out for Heroes and Villains just quickly before you, we let you go, Dave. And yes. the winner is... Uh, and, you know, it's a hot field this morning. We've had nominations for Nancy Pelosi and also... Uh, well, what? Here, yep. <laughs> How? <laughs> Why, can I ask? Uh, for, for going to Taiwan. Oh, right. Okay. So, but the winner's going to be Brendan, who made JR his hero. And uh, his villain was amongst Ricky Stewart. Went on to add the West Tigers because it cost him an absolute mozza on the punt. And uh, then uh, his weekend's been rounded out with a flat battery yeah. this morning in the car. So, Brendan, hopefully this puts a bit of a smile on the dial after... An unfortunate finish. Mido, I've yeah. got to give a wrap. A mate of mine went to that game yesterday, that West Tigers game, and I was sort of getting you know, some videos and whatnot through from both supporters. I reckon that the West Tigers, tell me if you think I'm right here, Loz, West Tigers and Newcastle supporters would be some of the most loyal and faithful fans we have in the comp. They seem to just turn up. Like that, that uh, yep. McDonald Jones up in Newcastle, they go on like busters, 20,000 every week. They turn up, they turn up. And at Campbelltown yesterday, like the team hasn't been going great and they still all turn up. They've got the drums. They've got the streamers, the flags. Would, yep. you, would that be a fair assessment, boys? Oh, I think it would be, Dave. There's some very passionate fans around there for all clubs. Um, and we know Newcastle is just a rugby league heartland and they love it up there. And they do. They continue to turn up. And even yesterday at Campbelltown, there's a good crowd there to support the Tigers. Although they'd be disappointed with the result yesterday. Yeah. Disappointed losing. After coming off the back of two good performances against the Queensland sides and the Cowboys and the Broncos. All right. And uh, just before we go, boys, have you checked out Michael's latest story? No, hang on. He's got the stories. He's got a story. Uh, he's he's been story for a story. Yeah, well, he's been what? He's he's obviously in the spa, and now he's he's going. Some, looks looks like some sort of restaurant. So, looking forward to hearing all those stories when he's when is he back, Mido? Next Monday. Next Monday. Just yeah. your kick off the mark. He, he is definitely coming back. <laughs> Mido knew he that. Is, he Monday. is definitely coming back, Mido. Well, I, yeah. Well, he's supposed to. Yeah, but no. you know, I don't know. No. Nothing like a bit of European summer love, is there, boys? Gorgeous. Have a great <laughs> have a great day. Big uh, sports breakfast, and thanks to uh, Nancy Pelosi. Was it Nancy Pelosi? Pelosi, the, the hero of the week for going to Taiwan. Fair dinkum.